0: Hey everyone and welcome back to r slash pro revenge, the subreddit where people take revenge on those who have wronged them. Today's post, how I screwed over a racist, horrible, bigoted business owner and likely resulted in him going out of business faster. Numbers Plus recorded phone calls, we'd guarantee you x amount of leads based upon y spend and if we failed to meet that you'd be entitled to partial or if we really failed potentially full refund owners to generate leads one of our key selling features was if you turned on call tracking numbers plus recorded phone calls we'd guarantee you X amount of leads based upon Y spend, and if we failed to meet that, you'd be entitled to partial, or if we really failed, potentially full, refund. Some things to know about advertising. CTN means Call Tracking Number. It's a unique number that's assigned to a certain point of advertising that consumer's call. This number is only on that piece of advertising. It routes to the business line and unless the consumer is very observant, they have no idea they are using a CTN. Call recording means if you turn on CTNs, we can record the calls and store the audio on our servers. The business has to consent to this. Also, when you call, you'll hear a message. This call is recorded for quality assurance type messages. Both of those are REQUIRED to be eligible for our Service Guarantee. STORYTIME PART 1 THE LAY OF THE LAND The business in question was a small dad and son contracting company with a couple employees. They primarily focused on smaller jobs such as windows, drainage, finishing, etc. Unfortunately, this business owner was a royal pain in the booty. He went back years, and his account was filled with nothing but complaints. Also, there was a strong suspicion that he was racist, because his last account manager was black. The business owner, who we will name Scott, refused to ever meet in person with the previous manager. Also, I was white. He had no issues finding the time to sit down with me and tell me how crap our service is. Well, it's coming up to do contract renewal, and he says we aren't producing his leads, and he wants to put in a claim for failing to meet our service guarantee. I spoke to my manager about this, and he said he wants me to listen to his calls, write a detailed report, and present my findings to the manager. The manager is worried this may end up in court due to the dollar amounts involved nearly a whole working week of hours. I probably spent damn near 40 hours on this and I wrote a detailed 24 page report outlining the results of our advertising. To say I shred this business owner's business practices is an understatement. The report was a straight up attack on his poor customer service skills, disorganization, inability to execute, and complete and total failure of anything resembling any sense of standard business practices that just make logical sense. I will share with you a few examples of the type of calls I listen to, small calls, where multiple phone calls are truly epic in their total incompetence. Customer 1 This was a small-time landlord who had three different properties that had received a quote from Scott for work. The landlord had accepted Scott's quote and agreed to do business. In one voicemail message, offered to pay a deposit to start work. Throughout four voicemail messages, this poor landlord went from, hey, I want to pay you, to, are you okay, to, why the F aren't you returning my calls? Yes, I said voicemails. Scott had gone out to this man's properties, quoted his pricing, and then straight up refused to do anything more. Why? I legit got no idea. I called the customer in question and said I was the quality assurance agency and was doing a survey on Scott's performance. The guy ended up paying Scott's competitor about 15% more to do the work and was utterly beside himself on why Scott ignored him. I was also confused. FYI, all my calls were recorded, and put into the company records. Customer 2 This one in particular really pissed me off. Again, the public housing office called Scott to get a quote on work that involved 25 different homes. Scott was kind enough to answer the phone this time, which, ironically, was one of the few effing times he ever answered the phone. <laughs> Initially. Scott sounded happy to get such a big, profitable job. Then, Scott learned two things. Number one, it was Section 8 housing. Number two, it was a neighborhood that was black and Hispanic. Immediately upon learning this, Scott informed the housing office that, unfortunately, super booked. Not true. And that this area is actually out of his service area. Not true. The housing office was confused and was like, so you're not interested in bidding? And Scott said, no, I'm not, and hung up. He didn't even say goodbye. So I did a quality assurance call to the housing office, and the lady was completely confused why Scott wasn't even remotely interested in the job. Luckily for Scott, the lady didn't connect that Scott was a racist jerk because discrimination against a protected class is a crime. Customer three. This was an overseas phone number from Japan. A service member stayed up late to call Scott during his business hours. This person told Scott he was deployed overseas. Still, over the weekend, someone broke into his home back in the states where Scott operated out of. He was trying to arrange for a new door. He mentioned this was an emergency as his wife was being forced to stay at a hotel. Scott never returned his calls, nor made any effort to contact him on the email he provided, nor called the wife, who was local. It was a super easy job that Scott could have done in about an hour or so, and made a solid profit. I think that's enough examples. Part 2. Review and Plan The actual report at the end said that out of the X phone calls, Scott failed to properly service the leads in about 70% of the cases, and that I could keep going on. Still, I felt X number showed a clear trend had been established. It wasn't that our service wasn't producing leads for Scott. It was that Scott was a racist, bigoted jerk who everyone effing hated. Obviously I said that in a bit more professional language. When I presented the report to my manager, he looked at it and went, damn, 24 pages? I asked if it was fine, and he smiled and said, I got a pretty good idea of what this is gonna say. He said he'd review it and get back to me. So a day later, he came to me and said he'd gone over the report, and the VP had gone over the report, and he asked what I thought the recommended course of action should be. My recommendation, remove all discounts, charge Scott full price for our services, and clearly explain that our job is to provide him with leads. It's his job to sell those leads. If he can't convert our leads into business, that's not our problem. Scott was getting a 70% discount. Our price was built with discounts in mind. My manager was like, he'll probably cancel, and I asked my manager, and is that a problem? If Scott was going to remain my client, he was going to pay dearly for that privilege. If he wasn't willing to pay, I was happy to let him walk. My manager smiled and said, nope. Part 3. The Meeting My manager and I called Scott and arranged a meeting. I created a PowerPoint summarizing my findings. About one third of the way in, Scott gives in and tells me to get to the point. I knew this was going to be a heated meeting, so I wanted my manager present, both as support and a witness. So I explained that it's our job to bring him leads, it's his job to sell them. His failure to do that is not our problem. He gets irritable and pissy, and my manager backs me up. He goes, fine, I'll renew my contract at the same rate. To which I go, yeah. You see, you didn't let me get to that part. We have new pricing for you. Scott goes, lower? I go, oh no, not lower. My manager smirked. Scott asked me for the new rate. I hit him with the full rate, which was three times what he was paying. Scott is furious with me, says I'm overcharging him, says I'm ripping him off, says I'm a horrible salesperson. He tells my manager I should be fired for treating him like this. My manager looks at me, and I had been waiting for the moment. Truth be told, I gave zero Fs what Scott thought of me. If anything, my goal was to get him to cancel. Scott, you're a challenging client. Therefore, the pricing of our service needs to reflect the challenge of providing you service. So we will be charging you our full rate. If you like, I'd be happy to go over why this ROI still makes sense based upon our past performance. This was wording I had gone over with my management before using it. My manager felt it was fine. It felt so amazing to say those words. It was the nicest way I could say, you're a jerk. If I'm gonna work with you, it's gotta be worth my while. Scott says we are a bunch of greedy effing pricks. He says, I'm gonna cancel, to which I said, that is an outcome we have decided is acceptable, if that's what you choose to do. Scott huffs and goes, and what about my refund? Dismayed, I go, Scott, we've clearly demonstrated we did our part. The reason why you aren't bringing in sales is because of your company's inability to close on the leads we generate. To which Scott goes, So you're saying I don't know what I'm doing? To which I say, Scott, if you agree to sign at the new rate, I'd be happy to sit down with you and help you free of charge on how to improve your sales techniques and close more of your leads. This is me telling him he doesn't know how to run his business and was very much meant as an insult. Scott goes, nah, F you, I'm calling my lawyer I go, so I take it you're not going to renew? He goes, F no My manager goes, that's fine Would you like us to email you our report and your leads? Scott goes, sure, I'll show my lawyer FYI, we never heard from Scott's lawyer We wish Scott a good day and he leaves Later, we wrote him an email, attached the report And also told him if his lawyer would like the recording in question We can send that file over as well Our bases were covered, and we knew it. I suspect he also came to the same realization, but had too much pride to admit that. Part 4. Make sure that dagger is nice and deep. A few weeks go by. My manager says we gotta shut down his account, so I need to call him and ask him what he wants to do with his CTN numbers, which we control. In our contract, we say at the end of the agreement, the customer has the right to have the numbers ported over for a fee. It would have been normal to waive the fee as a gesture of goodwill, but Scott desired zero goodwill, and he received what he desired. I tell my manager there's no way I'm porting the numbers for free, and just like his quote, I'm charging him the full rate, $15 a number. The total came out to just a bit over $100. So I call Scott. I get his voicemail, but he doesn't answer. I write him a registered letter, and in that letter I outline that he has 30 days to respond. We have his CTNs, and if he's willing to pay $15 per number port fee, we will transfer those numbers over to his phone provider. One morning I woke up to about a dozen hateful text messages, in which Scott told me to go effing burn in hell. I took that to mean Scott was not interested in porting over his numbers, and I reviewed those texts with my manager. We saved those messages and uploaded them to his account. So is that all? Of course not. Part five, but wait, there's more. So here I was with seven CTN numbers that had been in service for literally years. Those seven numbers were saved in Scott's customers' phones, and to many of Scott's customers, those numbers were Scott's number. Obviously, they wouldn't be advertised to anyone, but that doesn't mean they won't produce phone calls. Now, if I just let the numbers die, the customers will call and simply be told this number is no longer in service. Now, I'm not entirely sure that what I did was legal, but it's been quite a few years, so I feel comfortable about introducing you to Bobby. Bobby was another southern boy, but where Scott was an a-hole, Bobby was just as much a sweetheart. His mama would bake me pies for our meetings. He was a complete joy to work with. Bobby also owned a similar business to Scotty, but Bobby's business was more advanced, did more types of jobs, and also serviced the same area. So I submitted a service request to port all of Scott's seven CTNs to Bobby's account, and I waived the fee. So all of a sudden, hundreds of Scott's customers would think they were calling Scott, but they'd get Bobby. Bobby had all his calls routed to his secretary, Ashley, who was an angel. Ashley was also a wickedly talented saleswoman, and I know for a fact she'd be able to take Scott's clients and convert them for Bobby. So that's what I did. I had those seven CTNs ported over to Bobby. This did a few things that benefited nearly everyone involved. Bobby got more business. I produced more leads for Bobby, which means Bobby was comfortable with spending more money with me, which meant I made more money, and Scott's old customers got better service. Part 6. Capitalize on my revenge. At the next performance meeting with Bobby, Bobby was very pleased with the sudden uptick in new customers. He even asked me, what did you do to my account? I smiled and said, I reviewed your account and made a few tweaks. Have you seen any improvement? He absolutely did. He asked me, did this cost me anything extra? I go, nope. He ended up increasing his spend with us by about 40% on additional services. I googled Scott's business about a year later. He wasn't in business anymore. I wonder why. No, my company never caught on to me porting over the numbers. I strongly suspect our legal department would not have been pleased. So that's it for the post, folks, uh, what a wild twist there at the end, I certainly hope the statute of limitations has passed, uh, given that dubitable action from, uh, OP, uh, porting over the numbers, but what did you think about this post? If you have any, uh, thoughts on it, anything you would have done the same, anything you would have done, uh, less or even worse to in, uh, reaction to this racist business owner than OP, please let us know in the comments. And if you like this story, leave a like or a comment. It always helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to see more and hear more posts from r slash pro revenge and other subreddits, when they come out on the channel, please subscribe. As always, thank you so much for watching and for listening.